2: Hey, it's Matea, reminding you that this show cannot be made without you. If you've been thinking about becoming a Canadaland supporter, we're having a pretty great sale right now. You'll get premium ad-free feeds of all Canadaland shows, discounts on merch from our store, and exclusive bonus episodes, like a behind-the-scenes tour of the federal budget lockup, more of Boris Johnson's trip to Canada, and of course, more of us yapping about what's hot in politics right now. We want to make it as easy as possible for you to become a Canadaland supporter. So from now until the end of May, we have a special offer for our listeners. Sign up now for just $2 a month for the next six months. Just go to canadaland.com slash join or click the link in your show notes to become a supporter today.
1: The Dominion Caroliner provides the living musical voice on Parliament Hill through the Peace Tower Carolan.
2: Hey, it's Matea Roach, and this is The Backbench, a podcast about Canadian politics and the lady in the peace tower, which would make a very good title for the kind of mystery novel that people buy in airport bookstores when they have nothing to read. A little while back, I sat down with Dr. Andrea McCready, Canada's Dominion Caroliner. The carillon is the sound that you may have heard from the Peace Tower if you've ever visited Ottawa's downtown core. And honestly, very few people know that the carillon is the formal name for the instrument that's, you know, all those bells. But even fewer people know about the woman who actually plays the carillon. McCready has been playing those bells since 2008, or at least she used to play the bells in the Peace Tower before the tower was temporarily closed for renovations. I first heard about Dr. McCready when I was a guide on Parliament Hill a number of years ago. She had an interesting reputation for playing pop music and other modern tunes on the carillon. Think the Beatles, Gordon Lightfoot, and the Star Wars theme. And even though I never got the chance to visit her up in her office when I was working on the Hill, she was a highlight on people's tours of Parliament. And from what I'd heard, she's also funny
1: as hell. It's often a cliche in the music world, you don't choose your instrument, your instrument chooses you. Mm -hmm. I say I caught bell fever, and it's terminal, I'll never get over it.
2: This week we're bringing you right to Parliament Hill and telling you the story of Dr. Andrea McCready and her carillon. Let's get into it. at the end of a a long hallway in a very heavily carpeted room. Thanks for having us today. Oh, it's a delight to host you. Yeah, well, uh, we're very excited to learn more about how you got into being the Dominion Caroliner. It's quite the job title,
1: and to learn a little bit more about your work. Yeah, come around the corner, because really you have no idea what you're about to encounter. (laughs) I moved a bunch of junk out of here so that you can have a little more. Yeah, this is the wow. In here is a very special keyboard. This is a carillon practice keyboard. What McCready was showing me was just the practice
2: keyboard. It looks sort of how you might imagine a church organ, but instead of keys, it has wooden knobs. And in addition to the wooden knobs that you would manipulate with your hands, there's also a bunch of pedals that you press with your feet for more notes. You push down on each knob to make a sound. And the instrument itself filled up almost the entire practice room.
1: It is identical to the keyboard that would be in the tower. And... Interestingly enough, this was the first tower to have an identical practice keyboard to its tower instrument. So that was revolutionary in 1927. So you'll see that it has, by royal warrant to His Majesty King George V, who happened to be the monarch at the time, and the company that made it, Gillett and Johnston, bell founders and clockmakers, Croydon, England, they also manufactured the Peace Tower clock. Up in the tower was, was the identical keyboard. When you strike a key, it pulls a wire that goes into the belfry and attaches to the clapper and pulls the clapper to the bell. And it's completely mechanical. There's no electric assists, no hydraulics to it. And so when the key hits bottom, the clapper hits the bell and it's simultaneous, there's Mm -hmm. no delay. Here, when I strike a key, a little hammer hits a tuned tone bar. It sounds, it basically is a xylophone on its side. And there we go. Mm -hmm. So this requires virtually no effort, other than mental effort, to play it. McCready was definitely downplaying how
2: difficult the carillon is to play. I am certainly no professional musician, but just listening to her explain it sounded complex. But it's when I heard and watched her play that I could totally understand why someone would dedicate their career to playing this instrument. The sound is totally unique. She gave me a little taste of the song Farewell to Nova Scotia. Since you're originally from Halifax, I thought I'd
1: give you a little Nova Scotian.
2: Crady's playing was quite
1: impressive, even on the
2: practice carillon, and the sound was almost magical.
1: So you could see you could play loud and soft. It looks like an organ because it uses pedals, Mm -hmm. but it's actually much closer to the piano. It's a percussion Mm -hmm. instrument, not a wind instrument. Mm -hmm. So you can play loud or soft. Mm -hmm. But as you see, it can get pretty loud and very resonant. Normally, I would be wearing earplugs in here. The room in the tower is insulated, so you're not overwhelmed with bells. Getting to play such a loud
2: and resonant instrument isn't a job many people do. This is certainly not your typical 9-to-5 government office job. McCready is one of only five people since the bells were installed in the Peace Tower in 1927 to ever be the Dominion Caroliner. And McCready's path to this instrument and title was neither conventional nor straightforward. How did you get into playing the bells? Because I know I noticed actually on the wall in your office you have your medical degree, so you have a medical background. How did you end up here? I didn't know what
1: I wanted to be when I grew up, basically. <laughs> I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which I don't say too loud during hockey season, but they're not in the playoffs this year anyway, so and there are no Carolons anywhere near Pittsburgh. But I grew up in love with the piano. I started piano study just as I was turning six and continued that through my university years. My first bachelor degree was in history, but I was also doing pre-med because I loved both the humanities and the sciences. And it was at my undergraduate college, Trinity College in Hartford, where I first encountered a carillon. Mm -hmm. I sang in the concert choir and the students on either side of me were part of a student club that played the carillon in the Chapel Tower. Huh. And I said, what's that? And they took me up this beautiful Gothic Tower, and there was a 30-bell English carillon. Mm-hmm. So about half the size of this keyboard, pedal board, as well. And I said, oh, it's a keyboard. Mm-hmm. I play the piano, I could learn this. Because these, although they're all the same color, these would be the black keys, these would be the white oh. keys, and so forth. And the bells were so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So at the end of my undergraduate degree, I had fortunately already been accepted at McGill for medical school, but they, I'd also received a um, fellowship to go study the carillon in Europe, and McGill was willing to defer me for one year and I had the great adventure of studying at the Dutch, Belgian, and French carillon schools and traveling all around on a rail pass, playing 77 different towers. Wow. And then I had to come back down to earth and, and, <laughs> and go to Montreal and enter medical school.
2: At this time in her life, McCready's Canadian carillon career was getting off the ground. She replaced the Caroliner at St. Joseph's Oratory in Montreal while she was studying at McGill. And when she moved to Toronto to be in hospital training, another opportunity was just around the corner.
1: And the Caroliner at U of T, at Hart House, was pregnant with twins. And it's a little hard to play when you're pregnant <laughs> with twins. So I filled in at the carillon at University of Toronto for a couple of years mm. as well.
2: It wasn't until later in her medical career that McCready decided to take the plunge and dedicate herself completely to the carillon.
1: I was on a plane on 9-11, headed to Boston for a medical meeting. And we all know what happened. Fortunately, my plane safely turned around and landed. And it was a point where we all thought, what's the world going to throw us now? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, at some point I want to pivot and go back fully into music. If so, that's the end of this story. I, I retired from medicine,
2: <laughs> and here I am. Wow, yeah. I, I feel like my kind of what comes out of me deferring going back to school for a year will not be as interesting as that. <laughs> you never know. But you never know. McCready's big break was just around the corner. When the previous Dominion Caroliner announced his retirement, McCready decided to shoot her shot and audition. And wouldn't you know, she got the job. She became the first woman to ever hold the position. And her debut turned a lot of heads for a couple of different reasons.
1: And I laughed because when I did get here, uh, it was between elections. I mean, an election had just taken place. The media was kind of bored, waiting for Parliament to resume. And so I arrived and there was a big flutter about the new Dominion-Caroline era. And they asked me approximately the same three questions. (laughs) You're an American. How come... um, damn Yankee, is playing the Peace Tower. And Mm -hmm. I said it was an international competition, and here I am. Mm -hmm. Number two, you're a family doctor. This is in 2008. Mm -hmm. Canada needs more family doctors. That was in the 80s, and yes, Canada still needs family doctors. But I said, no, I've retired from medicine. This is a full-time job. Mm -hmm. And number three question is, all your predecessors were men, you're a woman. Are you strong enough to play that instrument? I'm not kidding. This is 2008, and I was being asked, and I said, "Them fighting words. You know, just watch me. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> McCraney wasn't going to let any of those comments overshadow her immense skill. Playing the carillon is no easy feat. It's physically tiring, but the most difficult part of playing this instrument, particularly in the Peace Tower, is that there's a lot of pressure
1: because I know everybody's hearing me. (laughs) And it's the voice of the nation. Mm -hmm. My predecessors, as I listen to these audios that we are digitizing, I am so humbled. They were incredible musicians. Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of imposter syndrome of saying, what am I doing here? But each of us had our own strengths as well as weaknesses. I'm not the virtuosic musician that some of my predecessors were, Mm -hmm. but I have other things like the teaching that they didn't do Mm -hmm. and sort of the popularizing, too.
2: This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I have recently been victim of a robbery. My younger brother has successfully robbed me of all of my ag one And if that is not a testament to how good AG1 is, I really don't know what is. AG1 by Athletic Greens is a foundational nutritional drink that is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. Essentially, it's an alternative to swallowing mouthfuls of vitamins every morning, which is a huge hassle. AG1 is just one drink that covers all of your bases, and it's making it that much easier for you to get your vitamins in. AG1 replaces a lot of other supplements, like your daily multivitamin, your minerals, pre- and probiotics for gut health, adaptogens, and a greens blend. It's literally all there in just one scoop of powder. If you're looking for a simpler and cost-effective supplement routine, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com backbench. That's athleticgreens.com backbench. Check it out. The carillon has been around for almost a century in Ottawa. The instrument has stood watching over Parliament Hill through countless governments, wars, significant parliamentary milestones. It really adds some pomp and circumstance to the hill, a sort of regalness that we don't often associate with Ottawa. But the history of the Bells is often a forgotten one. And it all started with one man.
1: The carillon was proposed by a senator from Manitoba, Senator Bradbury, who had heard carillons over in the lowlands when he was over fighting in the Great War. Mm -hmm. And so when he came back and they were talking about what will we have as far as bells, he said, we shouldn't just have an hour strike. We should have at least the Westminster chime, which will connect us to the mother of all parliaments (laughs) at Westminster. But he said, you know what we really should have is a carillon because i heard these and they were the voice they were called singing towers over in the lowlands in flanders fields mm-hmm. and he was so affected by the fact that they were the voice of their town now coincidentally prime minister william lyon mackenzie king also was acquainted with carolans through his connections with politicians in new york and a gentleman named William Gorham Rice, who had written a book about carolons in Flanders Fields, and he took it from the House side. Mm-hmm. Senator Bradbury proposed it from the Senate side, and they joined forces and agreed to make it a true carolon. Alas, Senator Bradbury passed away in 1925. He never got to hear it. Mm. However, William Lyon Mackenzie King gave the inaugural speech, and he declared that the carolon would be the voice of the nation. And yes, I'm constantly reminded that it's the voice of the nation. On the other hand, I'm not playing dirges all the time for those names in the books of remembrance. I am playing for all the generations and all the visitors to Parliament Hill. McCready has been continuing this historic legacy in her own way,
2: a little untraditionally. Once she got settled into the role, she took the opportunity to experiment. An experiment she did.
1: By accident, when I started in 2008, I had been a guest here before in the summers, and the summer recitals always included "O Canada" and the Royal Anthem. And so I assumed that, that I was supposed to do that year-round, because the Caroline Irr played over 200 recitals a year, not mm. just for the summer. And so I always started with O Canada and my boss at the time said, well, you don't have to play the Royal Anthem every day, but it's nice you're playing O Canada. The clock would strike 12 and then I would play O Canada, a very sort of pedestrian version of it, nothing fancy. And then I would go on to my daily recital and each daily recital was about 20 to 30 minutes long and each one was different within the month. And I would program them with... What season is it? Sure, I wanted Canadian content. If it was a composer's birthday, if something was happening, quite honestly, when Alex Trebek passed Mm -hmm. away, I added just spontaneously at the end of that recital the Jeopardy theme that day. I think I remember hearing the audio of it. Yeah, I didn't record that for copyright purposes, but somebody did outside and it's on YouTube, I Mm -hmm. believe. You have to be fairly nimble with your programming And, of course, match it to the occasion. Mm -hmm. And there were fun times where I could be cheeky, like on 4th of May, May the 4th be with you. Mm -hmm. So I would play a Star Wars program, Mm -hmm. and that was a big hit. I mean, hearing the Imperial March (laughs) on the Peace Tower was kind of cool on my tower closing recital in February of 2022, Mm -hmm. I kept as a surprise at the end that I was going to rickroll everybody. Mm -hmm. And I'm never going to give you up, never going to let you go. Yeah. Because it's not the tower farewell. The carillon will be back. It'll be played again and live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The one that I remember in terms of
2: programming is, so I did the parliamentary guide program the summer after my first year of university. So Ah. yeah. And I remember, I think during the time that I worked here, I think Paul Martin's portrait was being unveiled. And so he and his wife and and a bunch of people were going
1: to be in for this portrait unveiling. Yeah. Actually, Paul Martin's the only Prime Minister, who was up in the tower with me, and he brought his whole fam damly, including a little babe in arms, and it was great, and it was a surprise for him. We, behind the scenes, asked his staff and family what was one of his favorite pieces, and I believe he mentioned Gordon Lightfoot's Mm. song, Beautiful. And so I... Got hold of the music, adapted it to the carillon, and when he came up there, of course, I opened with O Canada," and everybody's happy with that. And then I said, "And I have something else to play for you," and I played it. And there was a silence in the room, and he said, "That was beautiful." Aww, <laughs> Aww. and the baby didn't even cry. <laughs> That's remarkable because it
2: can be yeah. it can be a lot, I think, for a baby. Grady is always making sure to address the current moment and keep up with the culture of the times. Part of this means that she makes sure that the voice of this nation is representative and demonstrates respect to indigenous peoples as the rightful inhabitants of these lands and waters.
1: So, I work with indigenous musicians, uh, composers, and with the Museum of History so that I could adapt more to the voice of the nation, of the native music. Mm-hmm. Here is a piece that's a was a Huron dance. I acquired the basis of this piece through the Museum of History, then known as the Museum of Civilization, and worked with the curators there. So it, of course, has a drum base to it, but, Very interesting because it constantly changes meters. You just think of drums going boom, 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 but it's going four, four, three, four, two, four, all sorts of different meters in the piece.
2: McCrady has been this country's carilloner for almost a decade and a half. As with her predecessors, there will come a moment when it's time for her to take a step back. McCrady has been planning for this since day one, which is why she's very invested in passing on this legacy and has always been passionate about teaching the carillon.
1: So when I came for the interview, I said, the reason I've left full-time medicine is I want to pass on the carillon to the next generation. I love this instrument so much. Well... See, my predecessor didn't have much of the opportunity to teach. And that was a problem when he retired. There was no pool of candidates within Canada. Mm -hmm. So that's why they spread it to across the world. And so they said, yes, we, we have never really thought of the Peace Tower Carillon being a teaching instrument, but we'll make it happen. You know, some
2: folks might wonder, okay, you're the Dominion Caroliner, the the Peace Tower Carolin is silent because of renovations.
1: What do you do with your time? I still am playing, just not on Parliament Hill. I am playing coronation recitals uh, in other places in Ontario. Mm. I go on concert tours. I am part of the Guild of Caroliners in North America and am co-chair of its Heritage Committee. So I'm doing research for that. I give webinars, and then every three years, we sort of have the Olympics of the Carillon. The World Carillon Federation holds a big Congress. It's going to be in the Netherlands this summer, and I'm going to attend that, and I will be giving a presentation at the Congress. The Congress's theme this year is the carilloner as a professional musician, playing, composing, teaching, And my topic is, what does the professional caroliner do when their tower is silent? (laughs) It sounds like a lot, actually.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of the silent tower, McCready is really hoping that they get it up and running soon. But we all know about construction on the hill, construction in Canada
1: in general, things take time. The construction schedule is, of course, very much out of my control. And you should discuss all of that. With public works, not with me. (laughs) Yeah. Our goal, our dream, and I say our, House of Commons Administration, the curatorial services, and especially me, is to have the tower back. It's well before Center Block is finished for its 100th anniversary. Mm -hmm. And that we have a wonderful celebration of the Peace Tower once again as the voice of the nation. It will always be a changing voice of the nation. Just in the 15 years that I've been here, Canada has changed so dramatically. Mm-hmm. And so whoever is playing up there will be a live performer, absorbing what's going on in the nation and and speaking it out again. For an
2: instrument that many may not know the name of, and for a woman we often don't hear much about, one thing is clear to me. It's that people like McCready are part of the fabric of this country and its politics. That beyond the sometimes secondhand embarrassment-inducing yelling that goes on in the House of Commons and that we see on our social media feeds and in the news, there are other important people that make Parliament something we can all be proud of. And hopefully the next time you're on the Hill and you hear those bells, you'll know exactly who's up in the Peace Tower playing them. Well, that's it for this week. I'll see you again in two weeks, by which time I may have completely lost all of my cognitive capacities as a result of spending most of my time learning to barbecue and hanging out with my mom's dog. It's summer vacation, baby. Parliament's out of session. Send us your questions, your concerns, and your rants. You can email us at backbench at and we're also on Twitter at Backbenchcast. I'm Matea Roach, and you can find me on Twitter at Matea Roach. Thank you so much to Dr. Andrea McCready and Lawrence Bastien for all of their help with this episode. The Westminster Quarters, better known to me as the Westminster Chime, is a melody used by a set of four quarter bells to mark the passing of each quarter hour of the day. The quarters were originally written in 1793 for a new clock that was being installed at a church in Cambridge and were adopted at the Palace of Westminster in 1851. The Westminster Chime is now heard all over the world, including from the Peace Tower in Ottawa. This episode was produced by Aviva Lassard and Noor Azrie with additional production by Tony Wang and Caleb Thompson. Our managing editor is Annette Ajofo. Theme music is by Nathan Burley. If you value this podcast, support us. You'll get premium access to all our shows ad-free, including early releases and bonus content. You'll also get our exclusive newsletter, discounts on merch, tickets to our live and virtual events, and more than anything, you'll be a part of the solution to Canada's journalism crisis by keeping our work free and accessible to everybody. If you'd like to see the Dominion Caroliner and her incredible instrument, we'll be releasing some special bonus video content. That's another reason to support us. You can do so at candalandcom slash join or follow the link in the show notes. You can listen ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Matea, reminding you that this show cannot be made without you. If you've been thinking about becoming a Canadaland supporter, we're having a pretty great sale right now. You'll get premium ad-free feeds of all Canadaland shows, discounts on merch from our store, and exclusive bonus episodes. Like a behind-the-scenes tour of the federal budget lockup, more of Boris Johnson's trip to Canada, and of course, more of us yapping about what's hot in politics right now. We want to make it as easy as possible for you to become a Canadaland supporter. So from now until the end of May, we have a special offer for our listeners. Sign up now for just $2 a month for the next six months. Just go to canadaland.com join or click the link in your show notes to become a supporter today.
0: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24/7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales event. So give your friends something to look at,
2: like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter.